Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a world where power and skill collide. For an instant, a friend can become your mortal enemy. You have entered the world of arm wrestling. Only one will stand victorious. With your host, Craig Subler on AWNR.us. show begins now. What's up, arm wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I'm your host, Craig Subelaire, and uh, we're back, man. We're back two weeks off. Had a little power issue a couple weeks ago. I was, didn't have any power for a week, so uh, sort of getting that straightened away. And uh, then missed last week. Um just been busy with work, had the Florida State Championships uh, on the uh, 12th, and uh, finally got to place, came in second, left-handed, uh, real excited about that. You know, it was funny, I didn't even feel like going to the event, so my head didn't feel like in it, but uh, once I got there, I, I felt great, and uh, I was undefeated until I uh, met Mr. Chad Silvers, which... Uh, I uh, learned a lot in that matchup, and uh, Chad's one of the elite pullers out there. So uh, it was just an honor to be able to pull him, um, you know, only three years into uh, my arm wrestling career. So uh, hats off to uh, Chad winning that event uh, left-handed. And, you know, a couple guys weren't there this year. So, you know, tournaments are all depending on the draw and uh, who's going to be there. And, uh, you know, it's just exciting to be able to place finally. Um, that was my uh, – Third um, state, or second actually, second state championships, third, third state championships. I'm uh, getting old, turning 44 today, so my uh, memory's uh, getting there. So, uh, yeah, with the with that being said, uh, i got an exciting show tonight, straight out from, uh, you know, my area, the Maritimes. Uh, we've got Mark McVale, um, going to be joining the show here in a minute. Uh, also, uh, just wanted to, uh, let you guys know that it's that time of year again, the second annual arm wrestling nation awards. I've been posting a little bit out there. This is strictly the listeners out there, you know, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, um, you know, you guys out there putting some posts out there this week, uh, when we come back. Hopefully on the 29th will be our next show. I know we haven't been that consistent with the days, but it's looking like Tuesday nights are going to be the night we go live. But, uh, yeah, so get your votes in for the nominee, all right? Best puller of the year, Arm Wrestle Nation puller of the year. Last year's winner was Todd Hutchings. Most improved puller, uh, we didn't have that category last year, and Match of the year. Um, I'm going to post that. N- most improved puller and match of the year. I'm going to post that this week. And then best woman puller of the year. So, guys, uh, when you get out there, if you see those posts, 
either on our Arm Wrestle Nation like page or uh, on my Facebook. I'm going to share it to another few Facebooks out there and, uh, you know, get get your nominees out there. Then I'm going to post um, some... Um, uh, frig, lost my train of thought. <laughs> polls. I'm going to post some polls out there, and you guys can place your votes. So uh, with that being said, we're going to be right back with our guest of the evening, Mark McVale, just after a uh, word from a couple of our sponsors. Armed Alliance is committed to producing powerful arm wrestling apparel to athletes around the world. Our mission is to represent the arm wrestling community with unmatched design, unique style, and superior fit that will set you apart from the crowd. Our shirts, made from next-generation cotton polyester, allows for maximum comfort and quality. We offer custom orders for hats, compression sleeves, team or individual shirts, and arm wrestling tables. Visit our site at www.armedallianceapparel.com and gear up today. Rep the movement. Armed Alliance for Life. Country Crush, baby. The handles are made of polymer plastic that sits freely over a shaft, causing a free spinning motion. The frame is constructed of a high-grade steel and made here in the USA. The handle, while you can work many different exercises, was designed to challenge your hand strength. Focusing on overall arm strength, adding a balance and stability to your workout. By adding rolling handles, the Country Crush allows the user to work many different movements. Not easily done by similar handles, and by closing your wrists off at the end of each movement, you work. Work your wrist and strengthen it at the same time. Country Crush, baby. What are you waiting for? Get in the game. If you ain't training with the Country Crush, then you ain't training. Check out www.countrycrush.net now. All right, guys, and that, that reminds me of our fifth category we're going to have this year, Arm Wrestling Nation Radio Training Tool of the Year. With all the great handles that have been out there the past year, um, put your vote in um, for the training tool of the year, and we'll talk about that a little more in the show. I just want to welcome our guest of the evening all the way up north. I want to welcome Mark McVale to the show. What's up, Mark? How are you doing tonight? Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. My pleasure to be here. Hey, I'm glad to have you. It's an honor, man. And uh, what's been going on with you, man? How you been doing? Uh, I've been doing good. I had a couple of um, injuries, I guess, uh, Craig, in the last uh, uh, two to three years that uh able to uh, overcome and uh, back on the table better than ever right now. So looking for a bright 2016. Now, you know, you know, we were wondering where you were the last couple of years. I mean, what kind of injuries did you uh, sustain over the last couple of years that you come back from? You know what, Craig? I um, I've been competitively arm wrestling now since 2000 or geez, 1997, I guess it was. So I've got about 20 years in now, give or take. And um, in 2005, I started uh, competing in powerlifting with uh, the bench-only competitions. So um, in uh, a couple of years ago, 2013, I um, partially tore two of my rotator cuffs in my left shoulder um, competing in a bench press competition. Um, and I had to take some time off and recoup from that. And then uh, actually just uh, within the past year, I was uh, feeling good, feeling strong, and uh, training and actually partially tore my uh, right tricep muscle. 
so I guess as you get closer to 40 years old, those things kind of happen and, and you have to um, overcome and uh, revamp your, your training and, and, uh, and look at new ways of getting stronger as you, uh, as you grow older in the sport. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, switch over from powerlifting to arm wrestling, myself with bodybuilding to arm wrestling, you know. But with power sports, when you're talking about bench press, you know, deadlift, uh, do you find that hard to balance with that because of the injuries that you can sustain in powerlifting? And then on top of that, arm wrestling is just a brutal, brutal sport as far as injuries come in. Um, you know, getting into the sport, you're going to expect a, a, a few tweaks here and there. Do you find the balance between those two sports uh, a real challenging event for you? Uh, you know what, Craig, certainly to, to that point, I remember when I first uh, made the shift after probably, you know, the better part of 15 years of competitive arm wrestling and, and, and doing quite well in the sport. I, uh, I, I always had uh, been lifting weights since my, my teens and uh, just naturally was, uh, was good at arm wrestling, was naturally good at uh, benching. And, um, and like I said, in 2005, about 10 years ago, I had, had picked up uh, powerlifting and, and benching in particular competitively. And you know what? At the start, I was getting you know the local interviews by the newspapers and radio stations and whatnot. You know, I was doing well winning national championships in both sports. Um, and, and figuring they complemented one another, which which they very well may uh, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. But I just found that um, um, while you're training, um, if you're training smart or if you're training not smart, is two different things. And I, and I think the biggest issue for me was I was trying to peak uh, for too many events within a 12-month period. So I had six or eight arm wrestling events. I was trying to be my best that I could be for those six to eight arm wrestling tournaments, but as well be my best I could be for those five to six powerlifting events. And uh, I was just trying to peak almost every four to five weeks throughout mm. the calendar year. And, uh, and, and, and I think it was just wear and tear in the body that, uh, you know, when you're going for those max uh, peaking, peaking times, time and time over with, uh, w- with your body, it, it does take its toll. But I, I was able to pull it off for five or six, seven years before I actually sustained a, um, what I would say a, uh, you know, um, an injury that actually t- took me off the training training cycle for a while. So, um, I, again, whether it was I was just trying to do too much, but whether they can complement one another, uh, Craig, maybe some people can pull it off. I did it for a while, and I and I still am kind of plugging away a little bit at uh, in the background with uh, some heavy lifting, but uh, I'm trying to be a little bit smarter about it now this time around. Now, tell our listeners about uh, you know some of your some of your best lifts that you've had. Uh, like I said, I, I, I when I in, in Cape Breton here, it's a it's a rural part of Nova Scotia in in, in Atlantic Canada. Um, there there was a few lifters that were actually doing doing quite well internationally in uh, the three lift. But as I as I started just lifting with them and training with them, just just being buddies in the gym, I realized that I could I didn't have the time that I wanted to commit because arm wrestling was my first love to uh, the three lift competition, the squat, bench, and 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 deadlift. So um, bench press being the most popular out of those three lifts would uh, in the cpu the canadian powerlifting union had its own competition so every competition would have the three lift competition and then a bench only so i thought it was a great uh fit for me because i was naturally strongest at that lift um so getting getting to it i would i would compete around the 90 kilogram which is 198 to the 220 pound class which 100 kilos and um i've had national records uh craig uh this is a raw raw meaning no um no uh, uh, 
um, uniforms that help you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, g- give you that extra bit of bit of bit of lifting. You know, I'm competing and equipped and unequipped, but uh, I've got national records in in, in both. But but <laughs> but, but the, the records have been eclipsed now. But uh, I've I've done 465 pounds um, as a 250 pound guy um, with with no bench shirt, and with with a bench shirt, I've done upwards of close to 400 and or sorry, 540. Uh, wow. 545 pounds equipped and and uh, that's a drug tested uh, organization um mm-hmm. i think i have six or seven bench press uh, titles national wow. titles so um yeah so it was good to me while i while i was uh feeling feeling strong mm-hmm. no absolutely and those are those are good uh good accomplishments uh, especially drug free and raw you know with all the equipment out there you can really uh up your weights a lot and i'm more of a raw uh, fan certainly myself when no, when um, what was your first arm wrestling competition? I mean, when when did you start competing in arm wrestling? Well, Craig, I I, I guess uh, to back up way back, and I won't make this story too long. Um, uh, back in in r- rural Cape Breton in Wicagama, um, it was a, it was a winter winter carnival sport in the in the local school, <laughs> and we had mm-hmm. a primary to grade twelve school. So um, I started there and did quite well. Uh, the McPhails, uh, my brothers and sisters, there's five of us, were always uh, quite uh, naturally big and strong people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I was just one of those guys that was naturally inclined to do well at it. And uh, I did my first competition in the Nova Scotia Arm Wrestling Association. I was a 15-year-old in 1993 and won the middleweight class, 165-pound class in, jeez, um, like nine, like I said, 1992 or 93. But see, the back then, um, the the issue was with a with a teenager getting into the sport. Uh, a lot of the events were held in, in establishments where that were licensed, so you need to be mm-hmm. 19 years old uh, to, to consume alcohol at the time. So I went from a gap <laughs> of as a 15 year old winning my first event uh, at the Anakinish exhibition uh, to I believe it was like I was in university and I did my university degree in uh, New Brunswick. Um, I think it was in the late nineties when I competed again and, and did, did quite well there. But, uh, yeah, so really, and truly since 1997, I think, uh, Craig, I've been, uh, involved with the sport quite heavily in the province of Nova Scotia. That's awesome. And it's funny. Yeah. That's, it's funny when I was younger, we used to do the winter carnival things and that's kind of where I, I got into arm wrestling and then, um, you know, I was doing the history, you know, back, uh, and I was thinking that I, I, I met you, but I didn't. I missed. I missed you, and I was thinking. You know, I was doing arm wrestling when I was sixteen, seventeen at winter carnivals. I, I met Rick Pinkney. Um, yeah, he actually came to one of our high schools in Beaver Bank in Nova Scotia, uh, where I went to high school, and uh, refed uh, one of the tournaments with Todd Hartland. And uh, I remember going to uh, an arm wrestling event, and I ran into a guy you know quite well, Greg Harnish. Yes, indeed, yes. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I ended up getting, I had to pull him and, and some other guy, and they ended up crushing me, and then I ended up saying to myself, <laughs> you know what, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go to bodybuilding. Now, like, Gr- Greg was in the sport a little longer than you. He started off a little bit long, like, like he was yeah, in the Gre- sport. Greg, were you? Greg, Greg, Greg's probably about ten years older than me now. Yeah, I'm 39, yeah. so Greg's probably getting on 50. And, and just just to that point, Craig, uh, just last month, probably three weeks ago, uh, for the first time uh, ever, 
Greg Harnish and Rick Pinkney were inducted into the first two inductees into the Nova wow. Scotia Arm Wrestling Hall wow. of Fame. So I'd like to send out a awesome. uh, congratulations yeah. to, to Rick. Hopefully he's listening or will listen yep. to the show later. And uh, certainly to Greg Harnish, who was uh, was a beast and, and was certainly the man to beat in the province for many, many, many years. Um, he was he was certainly the guy to beat super heavyweight. Yeah, most definitely, dude. And it's funny, I, I turned the bodybuilding and then I met his brother, Darren Harnish, which was a really great uh, Nova Scotia bodybuilder. And then it's like, yeah, you know, it's just it's crazy how that circle just, you know, goes. And then I did my first nationals at AAA and, and Rick was there. Uh, or Yeah, Rick was there, a referee. And he's like, you, re- you remember me from like 20 years ago. But it's crazy, man. It how the first this- full circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, man, exactly. So, you know, getting back to your career, I mean, um, you top of your game, I mean, what your, tell us about, like, what some of the uh, provincial championships you won. Because I, I know, you know, and when you and Greg would be yeah. back and forth, I mean, what, what's yeah, been yeah. your record as far as those uh, events go? You, you know what, uh, um, Craig, uh, again, um, um, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but uh, – um, I think it's in uh, Will, Will Sardi, who's a, a great lightweight puller in uh, Nova Scotia. Has mm-hmm. just started recently uh, uh, keeping a, um, a database of uh, provincial winners and, and uh, overall titles and whatnot. So I think I'm third overall. Greg Harnish wow. is number one, and per- Perry Brome is number two, and I'm number three. I think I'm in around 25 provincial titles. Wow. That's uh, left and right and, and overall. Um, and I've got seven national titles, and I took a third in the world in the open class uh, in uh, Kelowna behind uh, Jan uh, uh, from Romania and um, mm-hmm. Ivan Mazarinko from Russia. So two real strong wow. pullers. I was able yeah, to pull yeah. off a, a bronze in the world and, and was actually, it was, it was quick. I remember the day so well, because I mean, I, I think to anybody that's um, medaled at the world championships will certainly remember that day, but I, uh, I remember it so well. It was December 8th, uh, 2008 in Kelowna, BC, and I was drug tested and I knew I was clean. So just the thought of being drug tested and knowing you're clean is terrific. Uh, just yeah. to show to everybody that you're clean. And uh, also, they were, they were selling um, tickets on a pendant that they were selling at the, at the World Championships. And it was this gold set of arms with all these diamonds studded around it and this jade background at the Rocky Mountains in B.C. It was worth, like, better part of $3,000. So when I was there, I got, I got uh, the top three medalists the, the the medalists for each class were taken to a table and it was a deck of cards all lying face down and uh, you had to flip a card and if you were flipped a card that was a control with a c on it you were chosen for a drug test so i was chosen and as i'm going to be you know in the back room to be you know go and do my drug test um i gave my ticket for this um this uh chain that was being, being auctioned off or, or ticket sold on it to a friend of mine, and lo and behold, as I'm in the back, <laughs> back uh, getting uh, drug tested, I didn't I win the the, the chain? This three thousand wow. dollar beautiful gold wow. set of arms with jade and diamonds all around it, and you know a third place medal in the world, a bronze placing in the world, and and drug tested as a as a hundred percent clean athlete and just feeling great about myself. Um, it mm-hmm. was a it was a highlight of my career. So um, yeah, so between. Uh, third in the world, uh, Craig, and um, I, I think I've got seven national titles and, like I said, probably 24, 25 provincial titles. It's, uh, the sport has been really good to me. That's incredible, man. And, uh, you know, with that being said, I mean, with the drug testing in the sport, a lot of people have, uh, you know, talked about this, you know, in general with, uh, 
the amount of drugs in sports in general, not just arm wrestling, but, you know, all kinds of power sports. I mean, that's a, that's kind of a topic that, you know, people, you know, can get really excited about. I mean, would you like to see um, more adamant drug testing in the uh, sport itself? You know what, Craig, I, I've had this conversation like a, on um, many different fronts over probably the last 10, 15 years. And, and I think there's probably a place for, for both in, in the professional mm-hmm. aspect of the sport. Um, you're going to have the guys and, and the promoters, and they, they want to see the best. They want to see the strongest. And I'm not uh, – I don't have my head in the sand as far mm-hmm. as knowing what's going on in the sport. I've been around strength sports for over two decades, um, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Uh, if, if I choose as a, as a, as a drug-free athlete to compete in those uh, federations or, or professional events, then so be it. Um, but at the same time, if I compete at the uh, WAF, the World mm-hmm. Arm Wrestling Federation, I fully expect there to be drug testing. Or if I mm-hmm. compete at the World Powerlifting uh, Championships, I fully expect there to be uh, drug testing. But at the professional um, organizations and, and um, high-end event of, of, of our sports, um, mm-hmm. and, and in particular arm wrestling, I, I'm impartial. Um, really and truly, because like I said, I don't have my head in the sand. I know it's out there. I know it's happening. And um, really and truly, um, it'd be great if everybody was drug free. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's strong people out there, and there's really strong people out there. So um, if I, if I choose as an athlete that uh, you know chooses to be drug free to compete in a in an organization or a professional event with prize money that's not tested then go for it it's it's your prerogative to to do mm-hmm. so or not to do so so really i'm not i'm not bitter or 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 anything so i'm just i'm just going with it i know i know what i know what's happening i'm i'm a i feel i'm a pretty down-to-earth guy and and uh w- willing to pull in you know what craig i guess to sum it up i'm willing to pull in any event yeah and no, whether i and place ace or whether i place first it's all good well, and that's that's a great uh, great analogy because uh, you know if you do a WAL event and you know it's you know you know there's going to be some guys that are going to be geared up, and if you don't win, you're not the type of guy that goes, oh well, that guy's on drugs, so I can't beat him. Basically. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bitter or ignorant, or or anything to that degree. Or I don't feel I am anyway. So it was my choice to travel for an event and uh, and go. So. Like I said, if I go to an event, I have to be prepared, and 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 that's the way it is. So, absolutely. No, like I said, I, 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 and Craig, I think you two, you've been around the sports, you know, for a number of years now too. You you know how things go. So, um, yeah, there's there's there, there's a professional uh, side of the sport, and there's a um, an amateur side to the sport, and mm-hmm. and both are really good, and I think they're both good for the public. But um, yeah, you have to be realistic about your uh your goals too in, in certain certain events i think yeah and you know and the, the the crazy part is too even with these waf events you know you got the guys that qualify their qualifiers over and overseas aren't drug tested ours can ours are and then it's you know what i mean so it's like even at the drug drug tested events so to speak i mean 
there's always guys that are cheating the system. So it's just one of those things you <laughs> yeah. can never yeah, get away a, from. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it is. It is. Uh, and I mean, it's no, it's no offense really to the overseas guys, but when you, I watched, yeah. I watched the World Championships this year, and they look like a bunch of cyborgs walking around. And, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like you said. I, I don't have my head in the sand either, and I, I've been around. Yeah strength and bodybuilding for you know 25 years and i, I exactly know what's going on where, where that is yeah made. but let's yeah. get let's get let's talk about training i mean um you know how do you how do you train for for arm wrestle i mean how has your training differed i mean when you first started in the sport i mean things have just changed so much i mean you talk about starting in the sport Back in the 90s, um, there was really no internet. I mean, you know, we're not getting, there was no YouTube, not a lot of that stuff out there. Social media is huge now. So, I mean, a guy can go yeah. on. I can, you know, like give you an example. I mean, I can watch some videos that Devin Lair is training, and Devin is such a great guy. He'll message me or call me and, and, and tell me how to work a certain exercise, or, you know, he's got the new handle out and he's telling me how to use it. And, so you got these guys out there that are world-class athletes in the, in the sport of arm wrestling. You, you can pick up their training and stuff like that. I mean, it's crazy how a guy can get in the sport now and adapt to arm wrestling in a few years, you know. But back in the day, I mean, you guys had to basically kind of, you know, do trial and error, which I'm sure it's based on that too. But you find your groove with your training. I mean, what is your basis of training for arm wrestling? Are you a guy that does – everything in the gym do you train just for arm wrestling i mean what's what's the workouts like for you at the beginning and what it's adapted to now as you uh prolonging your career yeah uh, good, good question greg um when i first started i guess um I, again just just growing up and 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 um where i did in a very rural part of nova scotia and, and cape breton on an old uh farmstead and we had an old barn with a, a set of canadian tire you know the the plastic uh final weights with the cement and, yeah, and it was given to me from my yeah yeah those those classics there and, and, and i think just i i always had just a um you know the arnold schwarzenegger poster or whatever in my room and it was just something i guess just uh, maybe is born with you or whatever you want to be big and strong so you have something to strive for and train and i remember doing push-ups and sit-ups every night before going to bed even as a, a kid like a 10 11 12 year old doing push-ups and sit-ups before going to bed um that's just just who i was so uh, going from then, I, I really didn't know a whole lot about training. So I, I lifted and, and <laughs> did the exercises that that I enjoyed. So probably that was one of the reasons why I maybe got to be so good at bench pressing because I did it constantly because <laughs> I was good at it. And uh, uh, but but as uh, getting getting to it, I think even as in my teens and, and late teens, I was winning arm wrestling competitions. And one of my styles when I first started was always the shoulder press, and I think it was that tight pec and strong tricep and just just that movement kind of was natural for me it felt good like i know i remember rick pinkney saying how can you do that it kills my elbow to even think about doing that but it was just really natural to me and it, and it didn't bother my joints at all uh when, when i say that my, my elbow was sore after the event but during the competition it was not sore at all and so you went from that to um you know hearing this odd you know stirrings about hey what about training with stick handles or or what about doing this and what about doing that? But you're you're right. All of a sudden, it just seemed there was a flood of information in the last probably ten years or or a little bit less than ten years, and all the rotation work and do this and do that and 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 how to train this and training your fingers. Like I I knew even back in the day 
one of the best exercises you could do uh, for arm wrestling was pull-ups. And I used to do the neutral grip pull-ups, and, and and I did them religiously, and I think that helped me out a lot in the sport, just staying really tight in the setup and just having that finger and hand strength to be tight in the setup and, and be where I wanted to be. So maybe it was my, I guess, choice, even thinking back then 20 years ago, what would make you a better arm wrestler. So maybe it was just logically thinking of the body's anatomy and, and what muscles are involved with, with what. But uh, getting into uh, a lot of the, the tools, and I mean, you, you've uh, you've trialed a lot of them in, on your show, uh, Craig. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. it's funny, <laughs> I still have it. And it's it, you know, you'll, you'll laugh at this, and maybe some of the listeners will laugh at this. Back 15 years ago, I took a clothesline pulley from Canadian Tire. I cut the inside of the clothesline pulley out, so I just had this circle. I drilled a hole in it, put a cable off it, hooked it to my pulley system, and then wrapped it in duct tape around a rag. <laughs> so I stuck my hand in this this circle, and so I had my rotator. Yeah, I, could yeah, do like a, I could do pronation and supination. And it's so funny because I still have this tool I built as a... You know, a, a kid awesome. in my mid twenties just just thinking about a rotator. How can I make a tool that could be a rotator, uh, a strengthener? And I still have it. I still use it. And you have the roller. Yeah, I have the original <laughs> top roller, uh, and, and it's like almost twenty years old, and That's I still awesome. have it, and it works great. Yeah. <laughs> and it cost me like four bucks, yeah. right? And I had it within <laughs> minutes of, of thinking the design and doing it. So. Just for the listeners out there, you you, you can think of uh, you know all these tools out there, and and, and the people that are developing them. Not, no discredit to them. I mean, of course, they're trying to make a buck and they're trying to start a little yeah, business, yeah, yeah. and and their and their designs are great. And 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 like I said, it's 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 all good for the sport. But really, mm-hmm. if you think, well, wow, if you get a you know the the, the fat grips, I, I have some fat grips. You know, the, the company that makes the the bigger grips. But I had ABS mm-hmm. pipe that I cut mm-hmm. and put hockey tape around it and wrap the loop or uh, uh, strap around it and have it hanging off a, a, a chin-up bar. And instantly, I have these two-inch thick uh, fat mm-hmm. grips that cost me 75 cents to make, and yep. they work perfect, right? So I, I, I think, too, like, uh, again, it's all, all these makers of this equipment is, is terrific, but really, if you have, if you have uh, <laughs> a little bit of uh, uh, thought, thought process, you can make a lot yep. of this stuff at home, especially for those guys that might be a little tight on money or... or, or or uh, or whatnot, or just you know think that they can improve on the design. It's it's totally out there, and and uh, I, I've done it for 20 years. I've got uh, friends of mine that are welders and and uh, have a little bit more uh, <laughs> instrumentation and yep. mechanics uh, experience than myself that have helped me build equipment. But yeah, I've, I've built stuff out of out of plastic and 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 metal that have has helped me improve my arm wrestling drastically. But yeah, it's it, it has improved. I, th- I think too, Craig, to to your point and getting back to your question. Um, I think that one thing that I've changed dramatically about my training in the last probably 10 years is the supination and pronation training. That and, and a lot of it's come from Devin. Uh, and you yep. mentioned him earlier. Devin's a close friend of mine too. And mm-hmm. and uh, believe it or not, once upon a time we actually were <laughs> were pretty close and on the table. But that was also well over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so so he introduced me to really training that part of. Uh, the aspect of the table and uh and it certainly has helped me because uh i think too as a person gets older your your um your your fierceness uh as if you're 24 and your fierceness on the table as a as a 39 year old change because (laughs) 
your your elbow your, your elbow joint changes in uh, 16 years as well. So yeah. I think you just yeah. need to learn how to pull smarter. And uh, a friend of mine from powerlifting, he's he's a world bench press champion. Uh, he, uh, he he always told me he said you talk about the old man muscle, and I agree with him. <laughs> he says you know you take your average 40 year old and your average 20 year old, the 40 year old's gonna be way stronger. And mm-hmm. I said, probably so, but the 20-year-old's going to be way faster. <laughs> he said, yes, yeah. over powerlifting, Mark. <laughs> so yeah. uh, you do, you do, you do kind of develop strength over time, but there certainly comes, Greg, a time when, when your strength starts to um, certainly uh, go to the other side. And, and, and again, if you want to stay active in the sport, that's one thing, too, I, I always was, was always asked, how long are you going to stay in the sport? What are you going to do with the sport um, in the future? And, and I always... Uh, Love the thought of arm wrestling having the master's class, the grandmaster's class. You know, if if you want to stay competitive in in this sport, um, into you know into your in, uh, as you age, um, you can and, and pull against your peers as opposed to being 48 years old pulling against a 28 year old. So um, it's it's something that always was uh, keen to me with the sport as well. You know, and you made a good point there. You know, and and a lot of the guys that I see in the sport are really coming into their own, you know, in their 40s, 41, 42. You know, if you're injury-free, I mean, that's the whole key. Um, You know, myself just turning 44, I feel great because I've trained smart over the years. Now, most of my little nicks and pains and injuries now have come from arm wrestling just because, you know, it's really tendon pain and and getting them, you know, tendons to recover because, you know, a lot of people that get into the sport – they don't stick around after two or three practices because they don't like that soreness. I mean, my, my right arm's been sore for 10 months. You know what I mean? And that's just something because I just, I just, I just just love the sport now. I mean, I, I thought I was passionate about bodybuilding for 20 years. And then all of a sudden I did my first arm wrestling tournament in 2012. And I just fell in love with the sport. I was like, man, my arms are killing me. And it's funny because I could never get my arms sore training ever. Like I trained them heavy, high reps, whatever. The odd time I get a bicep, you know, soreness, but I was like, man, I can never get my arms sore. And then I started arm wrestling. Yeah. It's like they're sore all, every day. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just Craig, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different kind of sore. It's a yeah. different kind of sore yeah. for sure. Yeah. So and it's like <laughs> the tendons take forever. And it's like, but once they adapt, you know, it's it's nice. It's good feeling. But, uh, you know, you mentioned something there earlier about Devin. And I, I got to give him, you know, big props because, you know, he's just, one of, in my opinion, he's the greatest ambassador to the sport of arm wrestling. I mean, the guy, hats off, is one of the most intelligent pullers and the most kindest guy out there. I mean, I've got messages from him, and, you know, like I said, I, I bought his handle because I'm not crafty, and I'll support, you know, certain things. And Devin even told me, he goes, you can make this probably for 10 bucks, but... I wanted to have yeah. it exactly how he made it. So that that's just the way yeah. I am. No, exactly. Like yeah. But, um, you yeah. know, and the guy just takes his time out. And it's crazy how the top champions will do that in the sport of arm wrestling versus the guys in football or basketball. I mean, they, those guys wouldn't give you the time of day. But that's what I love about the sport is you get these guys that are just on the top level and they'll, they'll 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 help the new guy out there. I mean, you know, it's just amazing. And I, I got to ask you: Is that something that kind of keeps you in the sport? The camaraderie with everybody, the family, the friendships. I mean, everybody's, you know, 
always you know, so kind to each other. I mean, you get a couple guys yeah. that, you know, you can kick them to the curb, but, I mean, that's in all sports. But the majority <laughs> of the guys and 98% of the arm wrestlers out there are just wonderful human yeah. beings. You, you know what? Uh, like I said, I've, I've been in the sport 20 years now, and, and I probably missed two, maybe three national championships in, in that time. I remember um, back a number of years ago, and I mentioned him earlier, Perry Brome. Uh, yes. He's Nova Scotian, but he's living in Alberta now. Lightweight, uh, great champion, 13, 14, 15 national titles, uh, 154 pounds, 143. Just a great guy. Mm-hmm. I remember going to an event, and I was new to the sport probably two or three years in. And uh, we were all it was the after whether it was the after party or we were just getting there I, I don't I don't quite remember the exact details uh, of the of the weekend 15 years ago but I remember him saying to me he said this is my 15th family reunion and it didn't quite click with me right then and there what he was getting at I thought, actually thought in my head that he was getting together with family members at a family reunion <laughs> but he was referring to the the national championships and seeing all the pullers from across the country that. That he's, you know, that he's got such a close bond with, through the sport, and like two, three seconds later, <laughs> quick thinking, I, I, I zoned into what he was thinking about, and and it, and it really, it's funny those little statements uh, stick with you, and, and certainly it is, it is. Like I've I've got friends right from, like I said, right from coast to coast with this sport, and certainly camaraderie is. It's huge. Like, I mean, I've got rivalries even in the province. Like, Sean Ross is a, another, like, he's, uh, Greg Harnish is retired now for about three years, whatever. So, Sean Ross and I have had this real battles back and forth. And Charlie McGagan, and, and there's a few uh, of the super heavyweights around the Atlantic region that, you know, you, you have some good matches with, um, and you look forward to seeing in the tournament and whatnot. And it is, it is, even though you're kind of like, you know, I would love so much to smash you down yeah, <laughs> the, course, next yeah. time we meet at the table. You're yeah. still thinking, man, it's great to talk to you and, and be great to have a beer after the event. Yeah. So it is. It's a camaraderie with the sport, and it is huge. And, and arm wrestling is really um, – it's it's a it's a unique sport in that manner, I, I find, as opposed to, say, like I, I coach hockey now. My son is in hockey, and okay. I coach hockey. And, and, I mean, they don't see that, right? You're in one dressing mm-hmm. room, the other team's in the the other dressing room and even after the game they make sure all the players are at the bench and they go their separate ways and you know to make sure there's no no fighting and and it's and and you don't see that in in, uh, in arm wrestling um no. <laughs> in that manner so no certainly craig i can't echo your 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 thoughts and your statement more than that it's it's huge because like i said um speaking of devon or or you know who even before devon dave hicks dave hicks mm-hmm. rick mm-hmm. pinkney um mm-hmm. greg harnish there's such a number, Mike Gould, Earl Wilson, all these great, great pullers from across Canada that, that have, you know, all world champions and, and have really made impressions in my career. And, and I really thank them for it because uh, they're, they're role models in, in more sense than just being in arm wrestling championships. They're really nice guys. Absolutely. And Perry, man, he's another guy that's, you know, been so kind and you know, just encouraging in, in, in my career. And, uh, you know, I've never met him, but he's just uh, one of those guys that really, you know, it's just like those are those are ambassadors in the sport, you know what I mean? Those guys that are just true champions, that are just humble and champions. And it's funny what you said, because I was telling my wife earlier, I was like, you know, the way I love about arm wrestling is like, you, you get to the table, you want to rip this guy's arm off and throw it at him, right? Not literally, but that's how psyched up you are. And then afterwards, you're talking about, you know, how's training going and, uh, you know, what's been going on and how you've been feeling. And it's crazy, you know, yeah. but the whole 
six weeks leading up to the event, you're going, man, I want to just crush this guy. And you're training, and it's just like, and then the next thing, you know, you're after the tournament, you guys are talking and cheering each other on. Maybe if you got put out or whatever, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, just amazing. And uh, you know, for you, how, like. Let's just. I kind of wanted to break your training down a little bit, like day to day. Like, do do you train every day? I mean, what's training like now? Is uh, you know, we're in our forties, we don't recover as fast. I mean, what's training like? And how about how does table time come into play for you now? I I can certainly break that down for you uh, uh, quite easily. It's been it's been pretty consistent, except for injury time the last uh, fifteen fifteen years, or ten years, anyways. Um, I have three kids, Craig, uh, Lucas is 10 and Andrea is seven and my little girl, Holly just turned five. So when my oldest boy was born, my wife told me, she said, uh, I, I, I live in a rural part of uh, Nova Scotia. So it was going to be about a 20 minute drive into the gym for me in which I trained five, six days a week all the time. So she said when our firstborn was, uh, was born, she said, uh, you know, you're not going into the gym, you know, 20 minute drive in each direction and an hour and 15 or an hour and a half minutes training uh so why don't you buy some gear and train at home so of course i didn't like that but uh uh realized that you know i would get some gear so i actually was fortunate enough there was a, a gym going out of business in new brunswick and, and went up and purchased almost you know uh, quite a large quantity of equipment and built a 24 by 36 garage wow. uh heated garage and it's absolutely full of gym gear uh nice. which i was fortunate enough to, to have that so uh, to answer your question, um, I probably train four to six, uh, four to five days a week, uh, gym, and I'm, I'm training probably uh, uh, arm wrestling specific training, meaning supination, pronation, mm-hmm. uh, flexing, uh, arm work like pulley work, like specific specific table time with uh, with uh, uh, large uh, diameter uh, elastic bands, that sort of thing, one day a week, and then I probably do a uh, for the most part, almost like a back bicep, tricep. You know, when I when I was uh, powerlifting, I'd, I'd have a, mm-hmm. a you know that that sort of regime built into it too. But I would always have my um, and, and again, it, it wasn't gospel, but uh, usually one day a week uh, table time every week for an hour, an hour and a half. And and I find table time. Uh, every every one of your guests will tell you table time is the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a that's a huge part of my training. So I guess to sum it up, it's it's definitely right now presently, um, it's four to five days a week in the in the in the gym and an hour and a half of table time a week. Um, and at my peak, I was probably six days a week training, um, sometimes twice a day. But mm-hmm. uh, your your life changes and priorities change, and uh, oh, yeah. you have to uh, have to allow for that. So, um, but yeah, so um, I'm fortunate. Knock on wood. Um, 39 of, of I haven't had major injuries, but a, a couple a couple of significant ones that set me back a little bit. But uh, I've been training now for 20 plus years, and it's, uh, it's done me done me fairly well. That's awesome, man. And uh, so, you, do you hit your wrist and like the supination? Is that just once a week workout, or do you throw that in? Yeah, Craig. Craig, you know okay. what? I, I, I figure, you know, and I try and I try and separate it, Craig, with uh, with my table time. So I try okay. and spread it out over the over the week. Where if I if I'm doing table time on uh, on a Thursday or Friday, I'll, I'll hit my wrist and and, and forearm and, and my flexors and, and whatnot um, to spread it out like the, about three days out. So every about three days, give or take, you, you're hitting you're hitting that. So to give it time to recoup. And, and again, I think you alluded to it earlier. <laughs> For me, anyways, 
I can have practice, it seems, you know, for an hour and a half, two hours, and, and really hardly lead the table and, you know, get a fairly good pump. But it's nothing, and it could pale in comparison to a tournament pump, you know what I mean, where you're actually given maximal effort. Um, so, so I think too, uh, one of the things I've learned, um, is certainly listening to your body. Uh, I, I remember being back in university and, and, and training triceps one day and I was doing enclosed bench and going fairly heavy. I think I probably had three plates aside and doing enclosed bench and going through the motions and I got a tweak in my wrist and I'm like, Oh, that hurts. But I kept going and like every rep afterwards, it hurt more and more and more. And when I finally stopped, being 19 or 20 years old at the time i was like wow my wrist really hurts and it hurt for six seven eight weeks later but mm-hmm. you, you have to listen to your body if you if you're if, you know just just listening to how your body responds and i think too when you get into you know knocking on 40 or or into your 40s you know uh, if you're overtraining, if you're under training and uh and take it from there i i feel too just being around the uh the the iron game for two decades a lot of people think they're overtraining but they're probably not if mm. you know they're, they're probably mm. not training, training the smartest yeah but it's really you know what it's really hard to overtrain unless mm. you're training the same body part the same intensity mm. every day after day after day after day it's really hard to really overtrain if you're smart because your body can recoup um and mm. adjust but I think, I think too, um, and, and Craig, with your background, you can probably attest to this as well. You just got to keep on shocking your body and hitting at different angles. And, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm telling guys that are new to the sport that are training with me, don't do wrist curls the same, you know, four sets of 12 week yeah. after week yeah. after week yeah. after week. Your, your body's going to – it's fine for the first yeah. day. Your body's going to adjust to it. Let's switch it up. Let's do this or let's do that. Let's hit a different angle. So I think it's certainly a key part, and, and, and most coaches or, or athletes that have been in any sport for a while will, will probably agree that um, it's smart to, uh, <laughs> to, to change things up because if you're not sore after a workout, uh, then, you know, and I don't mean can barely walk sore yep. or, or scratch your head sore. I mean, if you don't feel your workout two days later, then you probably mm-hmm. really didn't train that hard. Absolutely, and uh, it's funny you say that because I'm a I'm a big instinct. Like I just go by how I feel, and when I go to the gym, it's all instinct. You know, I never do the exact same workout. Everything's different, and and that's just for me because I um, would get bored if I did the same workout each and every day. So you know, even if it's different order or whatever. But you know, it's funny you talk about overtraining. I just had this conversation with a. This one of the, the the head guys at Golds. He's a head trainer, and uh, you know he's forty. And I was telling him, I said, you know, this overtraining, all this macros and all this shit. Like when we were young, when we were training, you know, there was no such thing as overtraining. You know, I come I come from the school of like old school hard knocks training. Like you said, unless you're training biceps every day, twenty sets, you're going to overtrain. But all of a sudden, society started kind of like getting a little more lazy and start talking about, oh, you overtrain and you need to take a break <laughs> and you're, you know, yeah. all this other BS. And it's funny because nowadays, you know, people are not training as hard as they could be. And a lot of that, you know, if your nutrition's right on, I mean, you can, I was always taught by the hardcore guys out there in the sport was usually if you feel like you're overtraining, you're under eating. So it's just like a matter of yeah. you know, get, getting the right, you know, getting the right calories in and, you know, staying hydrated. And like you said, you know, being smart, you know, switching your training yeah. up. And, uh, you know, people and, always and ask. You know, you know what? Go ahead. Craig, go ahead. A, big, a big thing is the proof is in the pudding. 
Are you getting results? Are you getting stronger? Are you making improvements? And, I mean, I know it's hard to tell if you're making improvements on the arm wrestling table because it's, uh, um, you're, you're pulling against a, a human being who, who is, you know, is feeling, you know, could be feeling stronger or weaker mm-hmm. on a given day. But if you're consistently better, if you're consistently beating this person who was beating you before, or if you're mm-hmm. all of a sudden moving, uh, you know, 150 pounds instead of 130 pounds, mm-hmm. that's results. So, yeah. so really, um, training is, is, is results-based. I mean, are you making results? And, I, and again, like I said earlier, the proof is in the pudding. So as long as you're making results and things are happening, then training's going well. So yeah. pat no, yourself I, on the back. Well, that's, that's it right there. I mean, you know, I get that all the time. It's like, you know, because I, I throw it out there, how many days I'm training, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, I'm just trying to – it motivates me. I know it motivates other people because I, I get tons of messages from people saying, ah, man, that's awesome. Thanks for, you know, pushing and helping me push myself, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. You know, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, I'm sitting there working out quietly and stuff, but whatever. But the point is, is I get it all the time. Like, man, you overtraining, blah, blah, blah. And it's all about – you know, just listening to your body, dude. It's like, you know, I don't go hardcore yeah. every workout. And then some days yeah. I might take, I might take a, a day where I'm just doing something that's not relative to, you know, my arms or arm wrestling or whatever. So people, I think society has made people lazy. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you're overtraining and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just think people, you can push yourself. And me and Bob Brown had this conversation one time and he was talking about a carpenter when he's out there and he's working and the first time he's hitting a hammer and he's out there for 12 hours working and the next day he's sore, he doesn't stop working. He goes out there and he hammers again and his body starts getting used to it. You know what I'm saying? So even yep. though that's a kind of uh, the resistance is the same, you know what I mean? But the point is, is if you're a little bit sore from arm wrestling, you can do some rehab type of training, which is lighter and get some blood in there and get some new nutrition, fresh blood. And the healing is just amazing. But people, I think, you know, get, get kind of lazy with that aspect of things. And, and Craig, it would just, just what you said there, your conversation with Bob Brown could probably be summed up in one word. It's all about conditioning. You can be conditioned for uh, cutting pulp wood. You can be conditioned for, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, whacking in, uh, um, nails with a hammer you can be conditioned for the arm wrestling table and i think too it's it's, that's what separates the hard core arm wrestlers those guys that certainly when i started my elbow was sore as hell my shoulder was sore as hell but but i wanted to continue and and it's 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 that conditioning that once you get past and, and you mentioned earlier in our conversation about tendons and tendons take a long time it's almost they're they're they almost are, are such a, a a part of your body that grows at a slow rate and uh, and and um, reacts to uh, you know under under a load, so so uh, they can become climatized, if you will, to that stresses and strains from the sport. And really, it's it's funny to say, but it's almost the the strongest uh, survival of the fittest with the arms and and mm-hmm. the arm wrestling. Um, you look at these guys in, this, in, in our sport that have broken their arms and torn biceps and, mm-hmm. and really got back on the table too. So, um, but yeah, it, it is, it's, it's, it's conditioning. It is no matter what it is, whether it's arm wrestling or like you said, uh, a carpenter with their hammer in his, hand, hammer mm-hmm. in his hands, it's conditioning. Yep. No. And you look at guys like that, like Devin and, 
you know, some of the high hookers out there, Evan, those guys, they, they arm wrestle three or four times a week, you know, it's just yeah. it's their condition yeah. to do that. You get to that different level and, and then it's not so much training, it's arm wrestling and, and they can handle that where maybe someone like me can't write yet, you know, but it's all, it's all like trial and error. It's what works for you. And, uh, I think yeah. you just got to really find your niche and, and push yourself, you know? And certainly, and you know what? That that's one probably specific way of training is. is uh, I remember uh, Ian uh, Carnegie, the grippler there, saying that to me too. Mm-hmm. Like he says, you know, I might be on the table three times a week or four times a week, but he said I'm not giving max effort. And he says, mm-hmm. on some of those days, I might be on the table for less than 30 minutes, you know, and that would count mm-hmm. warming up and stuff. It's just a matter of of going through the motions almost. So, mm-hmm. and and again, when it, back to my uh, competitive benching days like i mean if i benched i certainly didn't do max effort every week no. you would have intervals and training that you would you would do so you could certainly do that and and train your body uh to become acclimatized to to that uh, amount of training and stress and strains on your arm um and and, and you know what high hooker's got a great team um so so whether that works and they had the luxury of having a big team and and, and a great bunch of guys up there but i mean <laughs> I have a very small team down here in, in Cape Breton, and, and sometimes life doesn't work out. But you can train that often, so you um, you adjust around it, and, and you know, so far so good. It's worked for me. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. And like you said, you you were building equipment, and all that stuff works, man. It's just you gotta you gotta figure out what works for you and adapt. And you don't have to have all the fancy equipment out there, you know. If you're got some kind of a little bit of engineering and some, uh, you know got some guys that can weld you can build basically everything you need you know creativity you can you can pull it off for sure and you know you got guys that you practice with and maybe you're beating them whatever you can put some bands on i mean there's all kinds of stuff to you know to adapt certainly you know so yeah and and, and i know i know uh, devin certainly touched base on that and we're mentioning devin quite a bit this uh conversation but i mean just even gripping down um that extra quarter of an inch or half an inch down somebody's wrist to give them a bit of an advantage or, or, or taking less, you know, um, not gripping so heavily around the back of their hand and, and, and releasing a little bit that way to give the, your opponent little little advantages over you. It can certainly change. So if you have a training partner that is not at the same level you are, you can you can tweak your training, you know, a little bit with with just your grip alone. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. just by gripping a little differently, then, then it changes the changes the tide, uh, the outcome on the table quite, you know, significantly. No, absolutely. So, Mark, before I leave you, man, what's next for you? I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk. I see John Milne getting into the picture. He's now, he seems to be uh, on this new kick to be a, uh, you know, ripped and uh, ready to ride. I think the earth. I think I think like the earth might be and like the world might be ending when I hear John out there taking pictures and starting to talk about getting lean. Because when I first met John, it was all about cheeseburgers and being powerful. So it's like, but hats off to him, man. He's uh, he's hard at it, training, and I know he's uh, you know, getting himself in great shape. And all, all jokes aside, uh, you know, yeah. we love John. Yeah, John. John's a great guy I, I, out there. He is John. John's a great part of the sport, and he's uh, very outspoken. So, um, no, I, I guess first and foremost, um, we have uh, uh, locally uh, Craig uh, Battle of the Atlantic, and uh, okay. 
I, I had a, an injury a year ago, a little over a year ago, and, and lost my belt. So I'm, I'm looking forward to um, getting my super heavyweight uh, right-handed belt back here in January um, in Nova Scotia. Uh, but uh, following that, yeah, John Milne, and uh, I have to say John's been a great sport um, uh, <laughs> about all this. So him and I have uh, have known each other for quite a number of years. And um, I remember probably... In my mind, in my opinion, the strongest that I've seen John Milne. I mean, I know he had a great match with Ryan Clark uh, down in mm-hmm. Vegas. I'm not sure of the time or the date that was, but he pulled really well, won nationals, and got a second place finish. I was the 220s, and, and I, I'm trying to think if I, I know I placed somewhere. I'm not sure if I won that year or not, but uh, I know John got second that year, and, and uh, I'm thinking maybe I was around the same second or third that year, and I was 220 and he was 242. Um, oh. And I knew he was new to the sport. And, uh, you know, he was kind of with Devin, and, and uh, he was always, you know, qu- quite outspoken, and, and not in a negative way, just but, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of comedic, and, comedic and, and outspoken and always got his opinions in and whatnot, and which is great for the sport. We need those guys. And Absolutely. and just a few weeks ago, uh, he was <laughs> just at one of his pictures there. He was on feeling great about himself on Facebook, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and what he should be, you know, rightfully so. He's worked hard and 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 took a picture of himself, and it was his birthday or something. So <laughs> he being me, I private message him and I say, you know, John, happy birthday, and how would you like to pull? <laughs> right. So um, it kind of went from there, and uh, and and we are going to pull this probably uh, spring. Okay. Uh, we're not sure of the date exactly, but yeah, we're we're thinking maybe March or or depending on our schedules, it might be as late as June. But uh, we're we're even thinking of maybe trying to. Get together an Ontario van load of guys come down and pull a pull a bunch of Atlanta Canadian guys and kind of make a free for all. Like kind of line up guys that will be good matches or even matches and, and and make a big big event out of it, if you will. But it's really early stages, and uh, and and the and the banter on the on Facebook is just the start of it, which is all which is all yeah, good. It's great, yeah, great, man. great to throw that back and forth. John's a good guy and have mm-hmm. uh, respect for him, but really and truly, I can't see John beating me. but it's all good yeah yeah, no it's all good and it's great to see that out there and you know once again john's another great guy out there he's been very supportive uh since i started arm wrestling and 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 he's just one of those great outspoken guys and tells it the way it is man and that that's great to have those people in the sport mark i gotta thank you man for uh taking the time out coming on the show it's been a great interview Great talking with you. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. And uh, best of luck with your training. And I can't wait to see you on the table, brother. Awesome, Craig. And, and uh, same to you. Happy uh, birthday, first oh, thank and foremost. You. And uh, Merry <laughs> Christmas and Happy New Year to your family. And uh, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Take care, Mark. God bless, brother. Take care, Craig. All the best. Guys, that was Mark McVale, and we're going to be right back after a couple messages from our sponsor. Ryan J. Pitts from StrongerGrip.com. I'm known as the mad scientist of metal from all the metal creations I've made over the last 25 years. The World Arm Wrestling League Championship Hammers are one of those creations. I'm passionate about strength and metal. I'm a mad scientist on a mission to bring strength seekers high-quality, old-school crafted strength gear that will last a lifetime. In the Stronger Grip store, you'll find loads of grip gear, sledgehammers, clubs, and maces. Custom work can also be done. 
check out Ryan J. Pitts on Facebook and also the Facebook Stronger Grip page. With Stronger Grip, there's no gimmicks, no bullshit, just handcrafted strength gear. Get the gear, do the work, StrongerGrip.com. Prepare for the battle of your life. Bring your A-game and tune your weapons with the Wrist Wrench. The Wrist Wrench is a weightlifting pulley handle designed by and for arm wrestlers. It helps develop and strengthen the hand, wrist, and forearm. Crank up your power with the Wrist Wrench. Visit thewristwrench.com today. That's www.thewristwrench.com. Give me your weak. Give me your strong. Give me your beginners and pros. Give the arm a chance. And who knows where you'll go. ARM. Arm Resistance Machine. Developed by James Jerome. The arm trainer is used for training biceps, forearms, hands, wrists, chest, back, lats, triceps, and shoulders. To get you conditioned for the sport of arm wrestling. The arm wrestling trainer will take you over over the top. top. Check us out at www.thearmtrainer.com. That's www.the. Armtrainer.com. All right, guys, welcome back. And uh, great interview with Mark, man. You know, just one of those legends in Canada. Um, you know, great to see him uh, still at it. Um, looking forward to uh, him and John's matchup. Should be awesome, both in both intense guys, and I'm looking forward to the buildup of that. Also, uh, you know, little news. Last show we did was with MT, Michael Todd, the monster, and unfortunately, um, you know, Michael was preoccupied a little bit. Great interview, but, you know, going in that interview, he had got a call from uh, Igor, and unfortunately, as you guys all know now, that match up between him and Pushguard has been canceled. And, uh, you know, we just saw a video of Pushguard training, and he looked uh, pretty healthy to me. But uh, I don't know, man. It just seems like this matchup's getting put off. Maybe, maybe someone's scared. Maybe they need more time to train. I don't know, man. It just it seems to me that... Something is, um, you know, something might be uh, might be going on there as far as maybe they're just putting this match off for the, you know, middle of uh, 2016. So we've got Trubin, um taking the place there at Arm Fighter 45, which uh, actually has got moved to... Uh, the date of that now is January, February 27th. So in Las Vegas. So got some great matchups, man. Bresnik, uh, you know, Lexi coming back. Corey Miller, Benny's on the card. You know, Corey and Eduardo pulling. That's going to be an exciting match. I mean, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Las Vegas. Very exciting. PAL, 
awesome stuff. And um, I'm trying to find this post I was just flipping through here, and now my computer is just going haywire. But, uh, you know, W or uh, the WAL just kind of been posting that um, they uh, are doing the regionals. You qualify starting in February. Um, the top four people in each weight class is going to be qualifying at the regional. So uh, I guess that's a little different. And the regionals looks like it's going to be in the region that you're competing in, not Las Vegas, which is kind of cool. So you don't have to travel, um, which I wish I could find that post. But yeah, let me see if I can find it here. And that being said, as I look on here, um, I don't see any news here on the website. Uh, So we got, let's go back to, uh, boom, 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 boom. So, yeah, so I hear, you know, okay, so, so, what do we got here going on? Also, like I said earlier, Arm Wrestling Awards. Check those out. Get your votes in. Um, Devin Larratt's got a new tool out. It's uh, the arm. Uh, it's the cupping handle. I actually uh, been using it for the last uh, you know five or six workouts. Awesome stuff really like it um it's a it's quite a great great asset to your training um very easy to make but if you want to get the original from devin like i did so that's perfect dimensions of what he has set up thing i like about this handle is it straps in your hand your hand straps in so you're not squeezing anything and not saying those handles aren't beneficial for you know, grip training or getting your grip stronger in your fingers. But when you arm wrestle, you're not really squeezing the guy's hand, you know, super hard. So that being said, you're in the straps and you can just end up, you know, cupping the weight into the hook position, working your wrist without squeezing down hand, basically fingers. Incredible workout. I mean, I don't get any other great workout from any other handle I get that way on that work in the cup. So I'm glad I added it to my training. Simple. You got to balance it too, the way it's situated when you wrap it around the handle itself, when the weight gets a little heavy, you got to balance it out. So you're working your stabilizer muscles. You know, it's, it's feels just like arm wrestling in the strap. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. Devin Laird, genius invention. Thank you for sharing that, helping our training out. Um, like I said earlier, Florida States, great, great show. A lot of great competitors. I think we had like 150 entries. Um, great event. Chad Silvers was there. Michael Bianche, um Both went in their classes. Uh, and uh, Chad didn't pull right-handed, but left he won. Michael won left and right, I think. And uh, uh, Jeremy Pappy was there. Went in. I think he won actually the right hand overall, beating Big John. Portella, um, it felt great because I got 
I got some revenge on John, left-handed. Uh, beat Chuck Westbury, which is another good matchup for me. Also, uh, Dana, um, I forget his last name, but uh, he's an old-school arm wrestler coming back. Powerful guy. I got a win on him um, and a couple other new guys in the sport. And like I said, Chad uh, smashed me. Um, also, uh, Tom Nelson and Jonathan Hoffman had finally their uh, duel. Nelson winning that matchup 2-0, but uh, Jonathan giving him a run for his money. The uh, second matchup is a pretty intense pull. So, uh, you know, it's pretty good, man. Hats off to those guys. Uh, finally putting the words of war on the table. Um, you know, WAL, January event, a no-go. I'm not sure if Brandon Morse is picking up that event. I know Daniel Worley was trying to put something together. The timeline didn't work. So I'm not sure what's going on, when the next event is. I know we got some stuff coming up. Bike week, March, um, big event coming up. I'm not sure exactly the date. I think it's the 14th, but uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, like I said, the WAL, um, it's going to be switching stuff up with uh, who can qualify for the events, which uh, yeah, it just gives more people uh, a chance to, uh, to qualify and, um, you know, few more people in the event as we speak. Um, what else do we got going on here? We got, uh, oh yeah, awesome, awesome news. I got a phone call today from Mark uh, Greenwall. He's a guy that does, uh, produces a show for, um, uh, what's, it's for uh, the local TV, PBS, Central Florida, WUCF, Central Florida PBS station, public broadcasting system. They're going to do uh, a sort of a story on arm wrestling, on my training, on just, you know, the radio show a little bit. So uh, that, we're going to start filming that Um Right after the new year, so I'll keep you guys posted for that. I'm excited to uh, to do that. Getting uh, you know arm wrestling out there, it's blowing up. Uh, they saw my little interview that we did for the WAL Florida State Championships uh, in November, and uh, so man, uh, things are just progressing and progressing in the sport. 2016 is just going to be off the chain. With everything going on, big things going on with the PAL, big things going on with the WAL, uh, a lot of big things going on with the WAL, with the live events and stuff like that. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going on there. And, um, you know, with that being said, guys, I just want to wish you guys uh, a Merry Christmas. Thank you guys for tuning in once again to another great episode. I want to thank Mark McVale for... Uh, for being on the show and uh you know guys just thank you for uh supporting arm wrestle nation radio um we'll be back next week for an exciting show we're going to announce the winners of the uh arm wrestling nation radio award so uh cast your votes in there guys and i uh, just want to thank you for all your support and thanks for listening without 
you know, you guys listening to this show wouldn't be possible. So uh, with that being said, I'm Craig Subelaire, and I'm out of here. You have been listening to a broadcast of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. If you tuned in halfway through the show, you can download the entire episode on iTunes today. Just go to iTunes and search Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. Visit us on Facebook for updates, photos, and direct links to the show at awnr.us. Arm Wrestling Nation Radio will put you over the top. Come on.